You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. of an active shooter. I remember going over to the intersection because it's right around the corner from where I live of the school. And I remember hearing, you know, two were killed, seven. And then once we went beyond seven, I remember thinking, oh my goodness, we're one of those communities now. And when I mean one of those communities, I was thinking Sandy Hook, yeah. Uh, Newtown. I was thinking Columbine mm-hmm. and um, kind of almost frozen for a moment as to now what, what does this mean for us and what does this mean going forward? And then I kind of put that on hold and just decided that it was important to be the elected official that I would like to have. So I stayed on that corner. I um, gave people as much information as I had, lots of hugs, uh, lots of tears, and just wanted to be there for the community. I had also thought at that time that we so often talk about the killer. Yeah. And I didn't want to talk about the killer or the act itself, I wanted to talk in those first 12, 24, 48 hours about our community and how special our community is, how strong our community is, so that my friends, my neighbors, residents of Parkland would know that we would pull through this somehow, just by virtue of us being who we are, the type of community that you know, steps up for each other, and which we do. The political stuff, that really started happening three to five days afterwards. But I was incredibly fortunate that, so our shooting happened on a Wednesday afternoon and on a Friday morning at like 4.30 in the morning, I was doing an in, scheduled to do an interview. And while I was waiting to do the interview, uh, Nicole Hockley, whose son Dylan was killed at Sandy Hook, was there. And I remember talking to her, crying to her at one point about not being sure how we move forward from this or how we get through this. And I had a lot of questions for her. I expressed some of my concerns to her. And she kind of assured me that I was thinking about all the right things. And she said to me to always remember why you are here. And that was something that has stayed with me pretty much ever since. All 
I could do is gather as much information as possible, listen to as much as what people were experiencing, and then go advocate, advocating to the school district, advocating up in Tallahassee. Actually, the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas Public Safety Act was a reaction to the shooting. And it has stood the test of time, actually, with and it, it did it because it needed bipartisan support. Yeah. So I think if just one group could have done whatever they wanted to do, it might not have been mm-hmm. as successful as it was when people, number one, had to do something because government mm-hmm. does work slowly, but they had to do something together. So there were things in that bill. There was something in that bill that everybody didn't like. And there was something in that bill that everybody did like. And the red flag laws, the additional mental health funding, the additional funding for school safety, it pretty much stood the test of time. And so what do you, do you I mean think that it is it good is... to do something, but I also yeah. think it's good to have different perspectives at the table. Yeah. Sometimes to we've sure got to. It's not just a knee jerk. Absolutely. We've right. got to take a breather and say, okay, I'm. I may never be able to fully remove my emotions from this issue. I've got to give myself a chance to do that to the best of my ability. The problem was, so February 14th is when the shooting happened. I don't know if it was like March 12th or something. I mean, session wasn't on um, going on much longer. Mm. So if they didn't do something then, nothing was going to happen. And, and that yeah. is another thing that happens. So on the one hand, you don't want to overreact. Yeah. But on the other hand, you have to take the energy of the moment because that, first of all, you don't want that moment to happen again. And Sorry, if you boys. don't take that energy at that moment, um, you might never get anything done. So it's finding that balance. Did you find that any of your positions changed before or after the event? Uh, did you did you think about anything differently before or after the event that you that you noticed, or was it consistent across? I don't think I did. I think okay. what I learned in the aftermath is uh, the impact of trauma that I had never realized prior. So. Trauma is very interesting. Uh, Everyone has had some traumatic event in their life. And if they did or did not process through that, that affects how they react to another traumatic event. So it's like you have a trauma capsule. Every one of us, of all the traumatic events we've had, and whether we process through them or not, so that all of us can experience the same mass event like the shooting, but it will affect each one of us individually. And when you have kind of a group that say, well, why is this one handling it this way? They should be handling it that way. A lot of the role I played in the aftermath was, you know, some people are going to protest. Some people are going to stay home. Some people are going to, you know, we're all going to have our different way of processing through this. And all those ways, as long as they're not hurting someone else, are okay.
I was never um, afraid to be a human being in the process, but I was always very singularly focused on what my job was. And, and I think that's even when people are making decisions to change jobs, when people are making life decisions, you know, what's your goal? And then no matter what the decision is, if it pans out or it doesn't pan out, you always know why you made that decision. And just having some clarity on that means it was the right decision. And if you make a decision and it doesn't pan out the way you think, um, listening and learning allow you to change course. Yeah. Hearing your perspective, I think, will be really helpful for people um, to know what it looks like and it sounds like to make decisions with a clear North Star, with a clear vision. Um, that that can help us cut through so much of the, the gray area. Say, you know what? I know what I'm guided by. I don't necessarily know immediately right now what the best course of action is, but I bet if I keep my eyes focused on what I'm aiming at, I can find it along the way. Yeah. And, and, so and if you have the purpose and then you yeah. actually show up and you listen, you do it. You're doing off track. Yeah. (laughs) You can't mess up too bad. I mean, I love what you just said too. Um, you said knowing why you made the decision, like the amount of important decisions that people make. And I see it all the time with money. People make very important, very long lasting choices. And they're not quite sure why they made the choice. Like if I ask them, I go, so why'd you do that? Well, I'll get a reactive answer. You know, I'll get an answer. Nobody goes, oh, I don't know. <laughs> you know, why'd you buy that house? Uh, I don't know. You know, everyone knows, but they don't really actually know the reason. They think they know the reason, right. you know. Um, and I think you had a lot of opportunities to do that, to to react emotionally or, you know, guided by maybe a personal value that's not necessarily in alignment with the values necessary to do the job or whatever. You had so many opportunities to really step in it and say, I'm going to do this. And you said, you know, I need to know how and I need to know why I'm making the decision before I know what decision to make. And if we can, if people can do that, if we can all do better at that, if I can do better at that, um, we're going to make better choices. Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Singer Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.